Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raph. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornhuskers beat Miami. It is history, 13-0, and bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush, and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rath. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches in college football history. We may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we're back again. This is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. It's Friday. Hello. Ralph, Nick, I'm asking you this, guys. If you're a coach at any other school, I don't care if it's FBS, I don't care if it's Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. you got a player from Northwestern that pops up on the, um, on the NIL clearinghouse. Not the NIL, but the transfer portal clearinghouse. Ralph and Nick, do you take them? Who? You're going to have to do your your due diligence, that's for sure. You're going to have to, I don't know, you hire a private eye to go and investigate. I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where you you want to make sure that you're not going to bring something into your program that's going to, you know, like you bring them in, then all of a sudden they do an investigation and he's one of those players or she or whatever, it's one of those players that was involved in it, then all of a sudden you've got, you've got to deal with it. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very touchy situation. That's for sure. Now, one thing that I would say is you would hope that one player isn't going to absolutely destroy your culture or what you've built your foundation. Right. So if, if let's say X school was supposed to bring, was planning to bring a Northwestern player in, and off the, you know, it just happened. And obviously, we're talking all hypotheticals here. But mm-hmm. if it was to be one of the players that you know engaged in in some of the some of the bullying and, and hazing stuff, you would hope that the place that brought them in has a strong enough foundation and has a good enough culture to where that one person doesn't absolutely destroy and make everything crumble. That that one person doesn't is isn't able to come in and tell yeah. the leaders of that program and say, "Hey, we're going to do it this way," and then the players that have already been there for a few years don't go. Okay, yeah, sure. They they, they yeah. you would you would hope that if you've done your job as a head coach at that place, yeah. then you hope that there's a solid enough foundation and culture to where those players are like, "Nah, man, you're you're the odd one out here." You're, you're yeah, not, I don't, you don't think I don't easier. think that would happen. I just think that. You're taking the chance of, you know, down the road if this goes, you know, to trials and stuff like that, and that player's name is, and you know, then all of a sudden, right, your program's right. got to deal, your PR and all your people have got to deal with that. And I think that's where, that's the situation that's kind of, you know, at the moment you just you're not sure, you know, how that would, mm-hmm. 
you know what, Raph and Nick, you both bring up great points. Here's what I'm going to push back a little bit on the one person. And this is going to sound cliche. It's because it is cliche. The old cliche that one apple can ruin the whole bunch. I'm not calling any kid from Northwestern a bad apple because I don't know who and who was not involved uh, in said uh, activities. Raph, to your point, and Nick, like you said, if you, you hope you have a strong, a strong enough nucleus and culture at your school uh, that would dispel any of the craziness that could come in with any, whether it's from Northwestern or anywhere else as far as that goes. Because bad habits, bad tendencies, bad character, uh, that's regardless of what school that you're at. Raph, to your point, I would vet the hell out of any kid coming out of Northwestern. And you know what? And it's unfair. Is it unfair? You dang right it is. It's unfair. But you have to do due diligence. If Greg, the athletic director at Northwestern, would have done due diligence, he may have not hired Foster in the first part, first place. Yep. So you can't repeat. You can't keep making the same mistake all over and over again in your program. So you have to protect. Okay, for instance, my father-in-law and them, I'm in Kearney, obviously, right now. Raps and the Hastings, Knicks at the mothership there in, uh, in Lincoln. To the, uh, to the north and east and, and west of me right now is my in-law's hog operation. And they got a – I don't say a lot about it, but, I mean, I talk about in-laws, but they have a, a very large hog operation out there. You cannot go into one to where the babies are at, the young ones are at, because they don't want you to contaminate it. You shower, those guys and girls have to put on different jumpsuits before they go in there with the young ones because they don't want to contaminate it. There's a number of steps and procedures, checks and balances that prevents as much as as possible from any sorts of diseases uh, or or, uh, uh, get inside of that confinement building. If I'm a coach right now to any other school, because now Northwestern, this is the creme de la creme of Midwest schools. But we talked before, if they're on the East or West coast, they'd be an Ivy league school. They'd be an Ivy league school. There's no, no doubt about it. Every program better be set right now and saying, if there's any sort of this going on in the locker room, it's got to end now because Northwestern has put the front porch on to, front porch light onto all this stuff that's going on right now. If I'm a coach and there's a kid from Northwestern, I said all that to say this, it pisses me off that we have to vet a kid, a kid, might I add, young adults, okay, 18, 19, 20-year-old, young adults, some still teenagers, that we have to vet them because of the mistakes of adults. Yeah. That's what pisses me off, Rav. Because you know what, though, Rav, in your position, and Nick, in your position, we don't have a choice at this point as officials and administrators not to vet a kid because they come in and contaminate the team. It's on you. It's on me. It's on those coaches. That's the part that pisses me off about this is that the adults in the room weren't taking care of business and they allowed the kids to run roughshod and hear the results of it. It's unfortunate, man. Nick, I know we got a few commercials we got to take going into this. So, man, break us when we got to. I get passionate about this, but it just pisses me off, dude. It's it's sad. It's a sad commentary all the way around. What I was going to say, so it's going to be interesting because as as is custom when a coach gets fired, uh, Northwestern will have Northwestern players. Portal's open. Say, Northwestern player will have thirty days to enter the portal uh, since Monday. So thirty days uh, as of Monday to get into the portal. So uh, since Pat Fitzgerald got fired on Monday, maybe it's Tuesday. Maybe they give him. There's some leeway that's sometimes in there as well uh, with 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 the transfer portal. But it's going to be interesting to well, see Nick, how many numbers go in. Nick, where are they going to go at yeah. this point in time? 
Well, I mean, there's there's got, there's most, open scholarships at places, right? Because coaches sometimes will leave some open scholarships ahead of fall camp for whether it's something like this that somebody comes in mm-hmm. late. There's been a couple guys that have re-entered into the portal, um, and then also if I mean for this example or walk-ons that excel in the fall and then they put them on scholarship right before the season begins. So so some programs will leave open slots for this. Um, not maybe power five or like big 10 conference type of teams, but maybe you see a group of five team every now and then having a couple open spots to where they'll try to go pluck a guy like this. But you would wonder, are those group of five schools even more vulnerable than maybe power five schools to getting, if they, if they get a bad apple as to use your analogy Mm. from earlier, are are group of five Mm -hmm. programs more vulnerable than maybe power five programs just because of resources and, and, and I I don't know, just resources overall. I would wonder if group of five teams are just a little more cautious when taking a a player from this type of situation, when we don't know all the facts, we don't know as as the public, we have no, we don't know all the facts. I'm not even sure the administration at Northwestern knows every little fact, right? They still, they still need to do their own vetting and, and things like that, but they felt good enough to to promote uh, the former North Dakota State defensive coordinator to their head interim head coach tag for this season, mm-hmm. so they must feel good enough about him that when he got here in January, that uh, this these you know first six months that he's been on the job, they are, he he wasn't playing a big role in it. You know, it's it's it's, it's such a like you said. There's teams that leave a few scholarships open. Maybe not your power five, but near the schools that do. And even going divisions down. The difference, I think, with a Northwestern kid is if they're at Northwestern, they have the pedigree academically. They could have went pretty much anywhere in the country. That's the part that sucks. And I'm talking about the kids that had nothing to do with that bull crap that was going on. They have the academic pedigree. They could have went to any school in the country. Mm -hmm. So you're hoping they fall on their feet. You look at their schedule, though. We'll say this before we go to break real fast. I know we've mentioned this a few times on on other shows. You know, they open up against, first of all, their, their record, I mean, I'm sorry, their schedule, you know, it's it's not, their first few games aren't terrible, uh, but they open up, obviously, September 3rd at Rutgers, they play UTEP on September 9th, the 16th, they're at Duke, which could be an issue, and of course, they got Minnesota, Penn State, but then they got Howard and mm-hmm. HBCU on uh, October 7th, and again, you know what the HBCU means, historically black colleges, universities. You know, usually doesn't have the athletes. Everybody, every school, H- every HBCU was not Jackson State when Gion was there. Put it that yeah. way. Yep. Uh, then they have an off week on the 14th at Nebraska on the 21st. The 28th, they play Maryland. November 4th, they play Iowa, Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois. So the end of their schedule, the fourth quarter of their schedule, if you would, uh, is, is not uh, not promising as far as a, a matchup level. But they do have some games they can at least breed. But guys, guys, before we go to break, at this point, you just want to get them in the practice field, on the football field, and play to get away from the chaos because you know what there's going to be more heads that are going to roll yeah more heads are going to roll you're absolutely right send us to break Rafi. all right we're going to break this is the drive 93.7 the ticket